0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I am joined by my co-host, the one and only Mr. 360, Tyler Pacholke, and of course, co-host producer extraordinaire, Jacob Gonzalez. Before we start the show, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the TSK Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And follow all of us as well at the Duke of Sports, at Tyler Pacholke and at Jacob double underscore Gonzalez. On this episode of the TSK Show, Tyler is back. We'll kick off the show with Tyler sharing his thoughts on some of the things that transpired while he was gone. Then we'll transition to talking about the Lakers clinching a playoff berth for the first time since 2013 and the statement weekend they had at Staples Center. We'll also talk about the Nets and Kenny Atkinson parting ways and who should be the next coach of the Brooklyn Nets. To close the show, ESPN dropped their top 25 under 25 players in the NBA list, so we'll share our thoughts on that as I'm sure there will be some disagreements on where some guys were placed. All right, let's start the show. What's up, Jacob? How you doing, man?
1: Good. How are you, man? Oh, you know. Another day, another dollar. Oh, yeah. But we got a special treat, though. Right? Yes. Yes. Tyler yeah. is
0: back yes sir what's up tp how you living man doing good man just glad to be back yeah man we're happy to have you back been a been a minute a lot uh, has happened since since you left (laughs) yeah yes a lot has happened so we thought we'd uh kick off the show with uh letting you share some thoughts on uh some stuff that went down while you were gone
2: yeah well uh i won't dive too deep into it because i've tried to uh patch up the you know i've tried to start my healing process but obviously the the news about Kobe Bryant was maybe the most like dramatic news story of my lifetime of any th- outside of like nine eleven. You know, yeah. In any regards, death. You know, natural disaster. What have you? Um, yeah. I mean, it was obviously tragic. I was at work. I f- um, I think you texted me. I was uh, the first. I was the first person to text yeah, you. Yeah, I think so. Oh wow. I think so. And then, cause that was just right at as TMZ broke the news. Yeah um and it was it's tragic how everything was handled you know it just shows you the flaws of like our type of lifestyle with having so much immediate coverage that kind of just you know obviously that was a horrific day for vanessa and i just think we made it worse um but yeah no i mean i was at work you you told me called my brother um Corey was there with me as well and um it was just kind of stunning you know we didn't know how to feel uh it just seemed fake it seemed like a movie it seemed just not real you didn't want uh, to believe it yeah no it was just uh it was it was it was pretty crazy like i said nine eleven is really the only uh thing i can kind of compare it to as far as just like what's
0: going on you know like yeah it's the it's definitely the most impactful celebrity death in my lifetime for sure
2: yeah no and i think it just like precedes just deaths it's just like a news story in general um it's got to be the biggest one of my lifetime. Uh, you know, Princess Diana was up there. You I know, wasn't alive for that. But, you know, those are the kind of <laughs> things, like, you know, those are the kind of things that felt like it was just
1: unreal. Yeah. It still doesn't feel real, though. Yeah, no. It, you it, you can watch his highlights, and uh, you still watch all the, the tributes that people still pay towards him, and it still doesn't really feel uh, real.
2: Yeah. No, because we didn't know, you know, he wasn't in our day-to-day, but he was at the same time um so he's just like a legend he was already a legend so that kind of just like you know seals seals it for us you know he's just we understand the impact he had um and it's it's pretty crazy to see the you know the love and respect he's gotten um and he, yeah man kobe was the guy of my generation you know i grew up watching the 96 draft class and those guys play ball and um and he was the one that kind of came out on top of everybody
0: any favorite kobe moments off the top of your head real quick i don't know you know there's
2: there's obviously all the iconic you know stat type of moments but kobe was always just like the guy doing the other shit too you know jumping over the lambo and the hyper dunks Um, i went out and bought a pair
0: the next day after that commercial dropped
2: going going to prom with brandy you know the i remember watching you know him at in like rucker park in like 2002 and just like all Fresh these different all, all these different ones and then you know unfortunately one of the one of the memories that just kind of like makes me you know feel good about how i felt about kobe the whole time was like when all of his you know when all of the bad press came out when he was young um and all of his like allegations that came out i definitely like rolled with kobe and he was definitely getting trashed oh yeah uh big time and uh I always just felt like he was a better dude than that and that he was, like, misportrayed by all that. For sure. And, um, like, you see the impact he made on everybody. He made everybody better. Um, And I think, you know, him being a guy that, like, he also was kind of the glue guy between generations. Um, He's the guy that puts Michael Jordan and LeBron kind of in the same room just because, you know, he, like, he embraced the next generation. He wanted people to be better than him he wasn't necessarily like you know hating you know how like a barkley and a draymond what they're doing right now yeah it was Kobe wasn't doing that type you know type of shit he had respect for the guy he had respect for mike and all those guys and then he had he knows where the game's going he has respect for them as well
0: yeah it was it was interesting to see how competitive kobe was during his career and then to see the the tutelage and education and furthering of the game he was doing with the younger generation yeah he was after his he career was working out with them too yeah teaching him he just was just teaching so, him everything he, was, he knew he was
2: um like my mom used to always be like oh he was like a 4.0 student too like she always liked to bring that up yeah and it, you know it's things like that you know being knowing six languages growing up overseas um he's just had a unique life and uh he rose to every single occasion obviously He's the man i mean kobe will live forever
0: yeah no doubt for sure any other uh things you wanted to talk about that that you missed i know jacob and i had a couple discussions on the show about rookie of the year since Zion yeah. has been well back. yeah
2: i was definitely you know he's already proving st- me wrong my stance stances <laughs> My stance was strong on this and i like you know zion's I, proven you right i, I would, i'm gonna i'm gonna hold to it and i think that yeah you tyler know,
1: did choose him for rookie of the year i
2: think that he's gonna be
1: the the rook the
2: like the least amount of games played to win rookie of the year which yeah. is patrick ewing at 52 he's on pace for 37 games but it's just like it's a human vote i mean and and he's so good you just watch him play it's jaws jaws amazing and maybe jaw's a top 10 you know player under 25 and yeah, we'll see you know he's great um but zion zion man he's fucking special this is like a unique you know this is this is what it was like when braun came out for sure
0: yeah and if zion can get the pelicans to the playoffs from where they were when he made yeah. his debut to where they are now it, in the hunt yeah and you, it's just like
2: worst case scenario they could throw out the grant hill penny heart or J- jason kidd the grail jason k coat rookie of the year i don't
1: think they're gonna do yeah i don't think they would ever come back
2: the the only well i mean it's a vote so it can happen you know what i mean it's obviously unlikely that that happens but it's gonna be tough for people to vote because their eyeballs 37 games is enough that's enough sample size to know what the what the hell we got going on and this is newcomer of the year you know basically like i don't necessarily think that there's no rule behind games played it's just like do you feel comfortable with this sample size It's like, yeah, I think so. You know, if the draft was if they redid the draft, I think the Pelicans I think Zion would still go number one.
0: Yeah, for sure. Zion. You know what I mean? So it's like
2: we've seen enough. I know that Jaws played more games and he's just as deserving as Zion. Maybe more so.
1: But he's just just in a better position because of where his team's at right now though. Yeah, no, that helps.
2: But Zion's why I was so confident before is just because of the, the Zion factor of just how amazing he is to everybody. He's jaw dropping it's insane what he does on the court yeah
0: have you been watching the xfl at all
2: i have yeah no it's uh it's getting interesting obviously houston and seattle were just involved in the most controversial game of the yeah. of the of its you know existence
0: i like the way the league handled it though they came right out and said they messed up yeah
2: and they're working you know it's a league in progress and i just think it's gotten off to a good enough start um that uh it's gone off to a good enough start that they'll finish the year they finish the year they'll get into year two if they can get into year two you know like every single year it just exponentially your success rate your odds of success just go up um and so i think it's i think it's a good product they had they they built it the right way i was a huge fan of how they went about the xfl i was stoked for it. i didn't think it was going to be another one of these leagues that just gets folded up before it even finishes the year
0: yeah the AAF did not work you know
2: and then you know a couple specific things it's like they every team got you know their starting quarterbacks and we've had a couple quarterback controversies so it's like we've had backups win starting jobs which just means that there is a higher level of play I mean quarterbacks are a big indicator of the level of play
1: do you think that it's going to take NFL fans away
2: no because it's a different season I think if anything it's it's, a
1: supplement yeah Yeah. if
2: if anything it gives these guys just another reason you know i know a lot and you know seattle's one of the the teams the one of the eight xfl teams and uh i know that a lot of people you know have season tickets there's a lot of people at those games i have They go to seahawk and sounders and you know they just love being at that stadium watching professional sports
0: yeah i have a friend a fraternity brother Who lives in Washington DC and he has season tickets to the DC Defenders
2: and they got Cardell. I mean yeah it's you know exciting it's an exciting thing I mean it's just it's the best I think it's the best product um that we've seen since like the Arena League the Arena League was ultra successful um and then you know the Canadian Football League is also you know if they can get past those kind of humps they're already more like marketable you know it already seems like way more legit than those you know established leagues but um like Seattle's got BJ Daniels who is a career backup uh for the Seahawks and then he get you know we drafted Adam Silver as like our franchise quarterback he loses the job to BJ Daniels we're a struggling team we go in there we almost beat the best team in the XFL goes down to like the controversial calls it's like already I'm like we're the worst team and I'm already excited about like turning the corner with a new quarterback
0: the LA Wildcats last night had a comeback victory at home in the Sunday night primetime game and everybody was talking about
2: it and they and they and they've been missing their best player you yeah. know what I mean so it's like Josh Johnson was one of the marquee players he's a he's a guy that's won games of the NFL so uh him not being able the play is, you know kind of hurts them and then the story of the league is PJ Walker though oh yeah i mean that's this is this is a guy that you know he might be the seahawks backup quarterback next year you don't know he this guy is gonna yeah, be a
1: lot of these guys could be backups for nfl positions
2: well that's so that's another window of why this league could work yep. out it's like if pj walker can be the the tommy maddox is it pj walker or phil walker no pj walker yeah pj walker um you know he can be the tommy maddox the he hate me you know rocking the he hate me jersey right yeah, now yeah shout out rod smart um he hate me XFL legend. Basically the only marketable player from the original run. Yeah. Um but yeah, man, I'm excited about the XFL. I think it's gonna work out, dude. It's it's gonna be a cool, like, you know, eventually you'll get guys that are, you know, going out of college and just want to get paid. Maybe they're on the fringe of the NFL. You get that Herschel Walker scenario. Well, into to your if, point, you know, they end up making enough money to pay people big time.
0: And to your point about the window of where the season is played pj walker's a guy who's playing in football games right now he could get picked up by a team in the the nfl for free agency he's going to be going into training camp in shape all of that
2: so from the seattle from the seattle like insider news we were that xfl game against houston was like the russell wilson backup bowl and it's like (laughs) we got bj daniels versus pj walker their
0: seahawks like personnel in the building for that game yeah
2: yeah, the, the the Seahawks are working him out. They've
0: already extended that offer. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's... that's And, I mean, he was riding with the Colts. This is a guy that had been on a practice squad for two years.
0: Jacoby Brissett came out to the game to support him.
2: Well, got, got into the league because of Andrew Luck. He wasn't supposed to be the starter. Won the starters. Just hands down the best player in this league. Um, so, it's like... That was, like, so big for the XFL to have that story.
0: Yeah. So, all right. Let's move on now to some other present stuff but get some
2: small school superstars in there and then like maybe they can transition
0: yeah who knows
2: be good oops my fault
1: oh you got a notification over there yeah gonzaga's
0: up 62 to 61 yeah this is
2: this is this is the championship game right
0: uh semis Uh, semis. yeah they're up 62 to 61 to san francisco they win that shit every
2: year yeah st mary's gets one every eight seven eight years
0: well speaking of college basketball we might as well just plug it right now yeah TSK Show Bracket Challenge 2020 is back. Uh, The link is posted on our social media. Free to enter, one entry per person. Winner gets a $25 Visa gift card. Uh, Yeah, so just sign up. Selection Sunday is this Sunday, March 15th. So once the field of 68 is announced, you can then make your picks for your bracket, which will then be submitted. And like I said, the winner gets a $25 Visa gift card. Damn, it's so hard to get a perfect bracket. Dude, it's more likely to get struck by lightning than have a perfect or win bracket. the lottery. multiple times. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all right, let's. Now I'm bu-
2: I'm bummed about this this tournament, man. UNC's been been tough this year.
0: Yeah, they just got their ass kicked by Duke.
2: I got my sleeper though. Iona.
1: You heard it here first, folks.
2: I've been I've said it before on the show a long time ago. So if
1: they lose in the first round, we'll replay that.
2: Yeah, go for <laughs> it. They're
1: they're gonna be like a 14
0: <laughs> seed. Tyler Tyler rolled the wave with UMBC last year.
2: No, two years ago. Was
0: it two years ago?
2: And that was Loyola Chicago.
0: Oh yeah, that that was two years ago. That
2: was my team. You're right. UMBC was the 16th seed. You're right. But no, Loyola, Chicago, though, that was a great story. (laughs) And I I don't know how I saw that one coming. That was just that one that one was more ballsy luck than than this one. This one's a little more premeditated. You ended
0: up you ended up getting the Final Four t shirt for it.
2: Yeah, I did. (laughs) <laughs> yep. I was, yeah for sure still got it
0: i think i, you even I wore said, it
2: i wore it last last year on this episode
0: i think you even said that you were going to get a the tattoo tat- if they
1: won if they, the t- if they, if they won, won it the yeah title. I, said, yep. I was oh, like i would have loved to see that
2: yeah the funny thing is is yeah i picked them together with sweet 16 i i didn't even they just kept winning and upsetting so many teams and they had a crazy story though um they're like guards grow up playing basketball together since they're like middle schoolers
0: yeah that team had been together had been playing together for a while
2: yeah um yeah but that's no, gonna be tough not seeing unc in there
0: yeah so all right let's transition now to the statement weekend the lakers had it was a playoff atmosphere at Staples center and the lakers had to face the bucks on friday and then a home game quote unquote for the Clippers on Sunday and the story of the year has been that the Lakers have yet to beat either of these teams the Lakers end up winning both games pretty convincingly they controlled both games even though they didn't shoot all that well and that was what was so impressive to me was they were able to grind out those victories even though they weren't shooting well but more importantly in terms of the long run and the the goals that this team had from the start of the year the win against the bucks clinched the lakers first playoff berth since 2013. so the lakers are back in the playoffs and we can sit here and dissect both games and analyze everything that happened but i'd rather just ask the question what did we learn about the lakers this weekend and really what did we learn about all three of these teams this weekend because I think all three of these teams are pretty much the favorites for the championship this year
1: and Well, well these these games to me were just measuring sticks to see where everybody stood in, in the first matchup with the Lakers and the Bucks the Lakers didn't play very well and Including their first two matchups with the Clippers the Clippers dominated them. I feel like both times uh, But these last two games when they played both Bucks and the Clippers again, I just felt like they just played more aggressive uh, they shot. They didn't shoot very well. I think in the Clipper game or was it the Bucks game? Th- they didn't shoot well in either game. Really. Uh, well, well, they they still. I think they dominated in the paint. They do have size. That is their advantage against a Clipper team. Now against a Bucks team, you couldn't size not going to really work for you because they have the Lopez brothers, and then you have Giannis is really long. So the the Bucks are they already dominate the size part. But the way they played in in that game against them was really good. And even the way they played against the Clippers a couple days ago
0: yeah i mean the lakers since the all-star break have really hit another gear they're they're eight and one since the break and we've seen some of the best basketball in my opinion from lebron james in a lakers uniform and frank vogel uh actually had some words about that after the game with the clippers so jacob why don't you hit that he <laughs> was unbelievable you know i mean his best weekend in a lakers uniform i'm i'm assuming that i wasn't here last year but um, you know, in, in my mind, this season, this was a, this was his best two-game stretch. Uh, really, just dominated, dominated both games, and uh, you know, helped close them out. You know, Ad and and, and Bron both uh, down the stretch of the Milwaukee game uh, helped close it out, and um, Ad was in foul trouble tonight. He had some big buckets, but Bron down the stretch, um, just going to the to the to the rim. You know, attacking. You know, uh, down the stretch against any matchup that they put on him. Um, it was just too much for him and just an outstanding performance.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I feel like we learned is just LeBron's still the, the best player in the world. He can take it over when he needs to. And then I also, you know, it's tough for me to say that we learn we learn that we're the we are we're the champs, you know, like someone else has got to beat us, basically. Even though we don't hold that title. <laughs> I just think that we're the favorite to win the championship. Yeah. Um, But I don't think that I necessarily learned that over this weekend. I think I felt that what I think that this weekend showed the most is that like this is a new team, new coach, new players. You know, like this is exactly why I didn't want to overreact early on in the season or, you know, do anything crazy because it's just like this is a group of veterans. They're past the all star break. They're locked in. A.D. wants to like, you know, we talked about all these chips on all these shoulders Um, A lot of these guys, this is another one of those LeBron James rosters where, like, the pieces together look look really good, but if we were to remove AD and LeBron, this is not, like, the best supporting cast in the NBA. You know what I mean? It's not nearly as good. Well, yeah, it looks horrible if you just
1: take those two guys out.
2: Yeah, so it's just, like, I think that this team has just, like, got a bunch of vets that know their role, and that's why they're playing really well. They're being well coached. They're playing to their role. Um, they've got a little bit of everything offense defense shooting rim protection you know they got they they have the whole checklist roster yeah um especially for to have two of the top five players in the world on top of
0: that yeah and to that point like lebron scored 37 against the bucks and 28 against the clippers and ad had 30 in both games so it's the superstars are doing what they're supposed to do
2: yeah and and, and the role players are playing great and they're playing like They're playing to their role, you know what I mean? Danny Green shooting the ball, playing defense, guarding, you know, twos and threes. Uh, you know, Avery Bradley stepping he in. He had a good game and, against
0: yeah. the Clippers. They wouldn't have won the game against the Clippers without Avery Bradley. Yeah,
2: and Kuz's, Kuz has stayed strong. You know, it's got this has had to have been a tough year for him coming off the bench, you know, yeah. kind of feeling like his progression is getting stalled out. His
0: offense hasn't been where it no. needs to be, but he's been given pro- his all and doing he's, everything else that he could possibly do on the basketball But it's court. funny, though,
1: because there's times where he has games where he goes off for 15 and a quarter or whatever, you know? He still yeah. has that ability. It's just that he's no, that's just why, not that's the that, He's got to be more consistent. That's why, I think,
2: that's why I think he's done a good job at staying strong and not, you know, basically folding, folding it in. You know, he's got a new coach, new teammates, new role. Yeah. He's a young player. Well, he's and done, I, think you saw,
0: I think you saw that on how he handled the trade rumors from last year compared to this year. Last year, he really let it get to him. This year, he, I don't think he really let it get to him. And then it's
2: like, you know, the first time we played the Clippers game one, there was no Kawhi so it's just like that Clippers team had all had played together yeah this was the same team they just ran it back with you know what I mean they're throwing Pat Bev Lou well Montrez Harrell out there and they're that's who they beat us with yeah you know what I mean so it's just like the Lakers have been figuring it out and I think that you know post all-star break uh you know starting to bring in these like playoff run players like Morris and Dion Waiters you know, yeah we, we haven't uh, even talked about the Deion way. i think signing. that this is just like lock-in time we just beat the bucks and the clippers we're going like we're where we need to be we're just going to stay to stay the course and they're they're looking at championship you know in my eyes unless Giannis averages 35 and 15 in the finals which he could um i don't see anyone yeah, beat the lakers no i don't doubt he could i don't see the Lakers. i don't see boston beat the lakers no I don't see Toronto beating the Lakers. I don't Lakers. see Philly beating the Lakers. My, you know, Miami uh, presents a funny team, but it's just because they're kind of hard to judge. But they're not going to beat the Lakers, so you know, is Giannis or nobody?
0: Yeah. Now going back to LeBron real quick, like Frank Vogel was saying in that clip, these were the best two games of LeBron's Laker career, I think, and he was completely dominant in both games. But more importantly. He took it upon himself as the leader of the team to guard the other team's best players when it counted. He guarded Giannis in the fourth quarter. He guarded Kawhi and Paul yeah. George in the far- fourth quarter. Which is why, so,
2: you know, which is why he's still the best player on the planet. I right. don't think there's
0: anyone. And he he's, com- he's he's not was he was really of. effective on the defensive end against those guys. Yeah. No. Yeah, see,
1: see, but that's why he's always in the MVP race. You, don't, you could give it to him every year, except that you have players like Giannis. You had players like KD come out, and they had well, st- stellar years too. Ugh. But the stuff, see, he played defense on these guys, on the the opposing star players. But the stuff that, that got to me as far as this is why he is the MVP for this team and this is why they need him is when he was diving on the floor for the loose balls. Like, that shows you want to do everything you can to win a ball game.
0: Yeah, no, I was stoked when I saw him dive for that ball uh, in the Clipper game. Now See, you brought yeah, up I
2: that watching him dive for the ball is like he's watching 30, he's it's like watching Russell Wilson get out there and block, dude. I just like you got scared. God damn it. Don't be doing that kind of shit. I don't need to watch you dive on. No, I, I get where you guys come from. Like the hustle is he's got a chip on his shoulder. I yeah. mean, that somehow LeBron got a chip. He missed the playoffs last year and you he know, made a, a AD hasn't done shit. He's one of those. He's in the same bracket as Devin Booker cat. You know,
0: they have yeah, AD hasn't proved himself in they, the playoffs yet. They haven't done shit. You know, they got no no wins. But to that point on him missing the playoffs last year, not only did LeBron miss the playoffs last year, he made a promise to Lakers Nation on social media saying that he was going to get us back there this year. Yeah, and he yeah. came through on that promise. And listen, if he didn't, Lakers Nation was gonna let him know about it.
2: LeBron is just unreal and he's just changing, you know, him and him and Tom Brady, you know, these guys are changing the way people look at their careers and just like, you know, all of a sudden the early thirties, 30s, mid thirties 30s are, are starting to become some of the best years in an athletes' careers because their mind is so matured. They understand the goal at hand. They know that their window is closing yeah, it's just, a, it's just amazing that he's still – it's been 10 years of dominance. It's yeah.
1: funny because Giannis said something about that, how yeah. you, when, when you get into your 30s, the thought before the LeBrons and, and Kobe's that you wanted to retire, kind of get near 35, but now you want to play past 35. Yeah, Giannis Jordan. said he was
2: inspired by yeah. LeBron.
1: Jordan, you want to keep it going.
2: Jordan quit twice by 32 or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: and he tried to play another sport.
2: You know, so it's just like, you know, people, people didn't play as long because I just – you know, it's a mixture of like – education science that helps that's big time but it's also yeah. these like
0: it's these also, guys
2: LeBron and, and Tom Brady you know particularly like these are guys that are trying to be the greatest of all time and they understand they're like I got to do this forever to be considered better than Jordan or Joe Montana
0: to the science and technology factor it's no secret LeBron spends a million dollars on his body every year
2: I th- and i think
1: that that's also yeah. that's definitely a key part of it oh that, for
2: sure that's also you know why you know a lot of athletes are moving towards that kind of stuff is they see the the results it's they're seeing like, what can
0: be the yeah they can see what can be done what can be achieved yeah
2: lebron's unreal man he's the he, you know Giannis, i think is is here and he's like just waiting for lebron to take his step to the side um but lebron right now is just the king for sure
0: yeah now I want to talk about the Clippers and Bucks a little bit more. When Let's start with the Clippers. When healthy, they're no joke. The and, Clippers roster is fucking nice. They just keep adding more pieces. They they're just yeah. got nice. Joe Noah. Yeah, and it Reggie Jackson
2: was a sleeper pickup. Yeah, I mean, and it's,
0: it's not every day that Lou Will is going to go 3 for 13 from the field like he did against the Lakers that that really hurt them they lucked out on that that part
2: no but you know that happens and also in a seven game series that is going to happen
0: i think that Mo harkless had a much bigger impact in the first two games and he was missed by the clippers yesterday because marcus morris was not as effective as the clippers would have liked him to be against the lakers
2: yeah i think starting him is kind of putting him in a bad you know starting morris yeah i would rather see him come off the bench as like I don't know. I think that, you know, sometimes when you have those dog type players or you need to guard stars, it's just like bring him in for Zubac when you go small ball. And then it's like if he comes in fresh and AD or LeBron's been playing eight, nine minutes, you know, it's just another little advantage of he's got a little more legs, a little more wind, you know, and he can kind of come in there and bump and grind with these guys.
1: Yeah. yeah, but I would have kept Harkless though, only because I think he fit better with the Clippers. Yeah, I don't think Morris fit. I think I think Harkless,
2: J. Michael Green, Zubox, Those guys' minutes are going
1: to go down in the we, playoffs. When we go to the playoffs, well, Zubox is going to need,
0: especially if Zubox Morris, needed to to guard the bigs that the Lakers have.
2: Zubox is that's
0: why he plays a lot of Zubox minutes Zubox is when they play the Lakers. really only
2: in there because they need some sort of rim protection early yeah. on. But it's like they take him. I mean, he's not he's not a starting center, so it's just like they like montrez coming off the bench so they force that but it's almost to a point where you know you might have to
0: bring him off the bench well yeah no they want lou will and trez off the bench
2: yeah no and i i get that but you know you're suffering you know defense on the off uh defense on the starting lineup but uh you know their starting lineup's so talented it really doesn't matter they have one of the best 10-man rotations i've ever you know i've ever seen this is like top to bottom it's just impressive
0: yeah and then you brought up dog-like players. I just want to say Patrick Beverly is all bark and no bite. Mm. He was... Did you hear the clip? Yeah, no, nah, I mean, Play, I, I understand. Play the clip.
2: I, I understand the bark for can sure. Can you describe
1: the challenge? Um, it is defensively when LeBron... No
0: challenge. But typically the end of the game... He no tra- challenge. Can you describe, the, describe what it's like as a defender to when he tries to force the, the switches Not with the guards. But he's so annoying. Patrick Beverly was a minus sixteen for the
1: game yesterday against the Lakers. What? But he's. But what he's, do you mean? No challenge in, to, to his defense. He's okay with that and getting a, a win. They obviously didn't get the win, but if they would have won, he would have been okay with that.
2: This is what he does, man. He gets wow. paid millions of dollars to do this. He won. I them. can't stand him. He made the winning play in the second game. You know, if you're looking at this from a series standpoint, a big, you know, a bigger piece. A bigger sample size because that's what's going to be in the playoffs you know like he's going to win them a game just getting under if he gets under lebron's head one game lebron didn't even acknowledge him in the two little but lebron you, can see, little you scuffle can, too you can see LeBron, at the ball
1: you can see the LeBron, lebron didn't is, even acknowledge yeah, he just, him he just shoved him off
2: but you know it's like at the end of the day when you're so locked in to like not acknowledge someone you're almost acknowledging them by not not acknowledging them you know what i mean like he knows what pat Bev's trying to do so he's just like looking forward, just be like do not acknowledge this fucking guy. Yeah, but it's like obviously Pat Bev's in his head.
0: No, yeah. I don't think, I think Pat Bev is in LeBron James's head.
1: I, think I don't so. think he I was think in annoying. this. I don't I think he was in this game. I think it's annoying. No, I think he was. No, in, I definitely in the previous think. Game. I
0: definitely think LeBron thinks it's annoying, <laughs> but I don't think he lets it affect him. It's just
2: like the level of player Pat Bev is. It's just like he's. You're getting. He's so nothing much, compared to LeBron. You're getting so much production out of someone to annoy these star players. Like that's just a great teammate. You need those kind of guys
0: i guess i just can't stand him
2: that's why he's great that's that's exactly what they want but listen
0: i'm also the same guy that wanted the lakers to sign this guy yeah
2: you want him on your team you don't you don't don't want want to play play against him him. It's it's a great teammate he's you know what i mean he's not taking anything away from star star players he's just doing he's just making their job easier
0: yeah and those star players Kawhi leonard and paul george gave the lakers everything they had on sunday and it was kind of interesting though to see Paul George did kind of disappear in the fourth quarter. He missed both the shots that he took, and it's such a good start too. Yeah, he came out hot.
2: In yeah, for they're trying to figure it out still. I just you know, it's a weird it's a weird combo. It sounds so good because the versatility, they don't they, they but, don't
1: play together very often because both of them one's off on on uh, load management and then yeah, the other one doesn't play ten and one when their roster is fully healthy.
2: Well, now now they're off. No, there's no more load management.
0: You don't think they're going to load manage the rest of the season? Quai, well,
2: Quai's done. He they they've already they came out and publicly said his his many restrictions are off. Like the oh. chain, this is exactly what Toronto did last year.
0: I didn't even see this.
2: Like they made the Marcus All trade. You know what I mean? They played a couple of weeks and then the chains came off. This is that. This is exactly like what, what Toronto do with with Kawhi. We'll see if it works. He's gonna works. end up
1: playing seventy, what seventy three games, seventy four games. Yeah, but this is different. He's got to go through the West than the East. No, well, he's I don't already, think that. I don't think it done matters. I don't think it matters to me. That matters because the Philly Philly one, wasn't a really good team.
2: He only but spent it, one year in the East in his career. What I'm year.
0: saying it doesn't matter. I'm saying it doesn't matter because I think it's gonna be Lakers Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, no matter what. But. Every game in that series is gonna be a Lakers home game.
2: Well, yeah, that kind of yeah, that definitely sucks for the
0: Clippers. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I mean it was
2: very evident. But the West is not the West is no joke. It's not I don't think it's a walkthrough for the Lakers and the Clippers gotta play well. They can't go in there thinking they're big shit. Now the Lakers are locked in. So I don't think that they're gonna trip up and get upset. But, like, Kawhi, if Kawhi comes in like he did, like he normally does, then they're probably, I'm going to bet on them being locked in as well. No, but it's I'm just sure like all, all locked, these teams yeah. in the West, though, man, they're nasty. You never know. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that I would put my money on L.A., L.A., Western Conference Finals.
0: Yeah. So, all right, real quickly, the bucks they're 0-2 in their last two games, and Giannis actually tweaked his knee in the game against the Lakers. He's going to take some time off to get 100%. I honestly would have been devastated if that was a more serious injury just because seeing a, that serious of an injury happen to a player who's at that level like Giannis is right now and being so young that just would have been devastating for me to see. And Tyler we when saw the game with a bunch of people at Buffalo Wild Wings and when that happened we were all just like oh no.
2: Yeah, it was a weird little it was a weird little landing. You know, kind of, there was someone underneath him. He was like half trying to avoid, half landing, right? That player that was yeah, the play, he, right? Well, he kinda he kinda like there was landed. like someone underneath him though, yeah. right? Like that's what was to, really yeah, scary. Yeah, and that's why it made it look even weirder. Um, but man, this Bucks team, it's just like it's so amazing what Giannis is doing. This team is trash. And not trash. I mean, I shouldn't say trash, but I mean they're, we, they're without, not good. Without him, that team they would is horrible. Not... I mean, this is like the worst team in the NBA if he doesn't play for them. They we we wouldn't talk get... far
1: in the playoffs though. Without There's him. no
2: Scottie Pippen, you know, to Michael Jordan. Chris Middleton is like he, the fact that he's like he's is two. so good that he got Chris Middleton two All Stars.
0: Yeah, back like back. those
2: aren't even like Chris Middleton's All Star awards. Those are purely because in the NBA, if you're on the best team on the conference, you're getting more than one player. Who's the second best player? Well, there's too many guards in the East. We're not gonna give it to Biletso. We're gonna give it to Middleton. Throw him in there. It's yeah. just like it's he's not an All Star. Like you look back in the history of basketball chris middleton is a solid player but he is not an all-star like there's it's a like lot the chris of players came in all-star there's a there's a ton of them you i see mean them every, every so often yeah googly audit made it that one year jamal yeah. mcglore's made it before i mean i've seen a ton of players get, get that i mean kyle corver and jeff teague you know oh yeah and, when the hawks
0: and, had all four
2: yeah it's it's like you know i've seen it happen a bunch but and it's not wrong necessarily like i think the good teams deserve it but um I can't believe what Giannis is doing with this team this is really like yeah it I've, reminds me of Allen Iverson and the Sixers um that's like really the the closest thing you know where it's just like man if you didn't have this one guy and not only that not only they're a good team they're the best team in the league well record-wise they were the best team in the league um you know for the majority
0: of the season so. Well, they still have the best record it's a right um
2: uh, uh, man Giannis is just like I'm so excited to see where his games where his game's going, you know?
0: Yeah, I think they're a shoo-in to win the East, especially because Giannis is as good as we've been saying, and they wouldn't be where they are without him. But I think in a seven-game— they're, sus-
2: they're just susceptible to losing because if you can stop Giannis, you're going to dominate that team.
0: Yeah, and I think in a seven-game series against either the Lakers or the Clippers in the NBA Finals, both the Lakers or the Clippers would beat the Bucks because of the star power and the, the firepower that they have— on their rosters over the bucks
2: and it's just like, i don't you know i'm going too hard on the the milwaukee roster because i think <laughs> i think the gm did a great job at building like putting together the attributes that you need to build around Giannis. like all these players are really good in in their roles similar to what the lakers are doing with their players you know it's not necessarily like the clippers where every single name on the roster is just solid you know yeah but you don't have that second star
1: though like you're saying
2: yeah which is why they're susceptible to lose in the playoffs like philadelphia fuck miami can come out there and beat him because miami's got a bunch of dogs and and jimmy butler's a closer so it's just like any one of these teams could beat milwaukee unfortunately um i just think if Giannis shows up and dominates the way he has been all year they should be able to get into the finals but it's a tough road for them It's way tougher than I think. I think Toronto's got a better shot. Philly, even though they haven't played well this year, and then Boston. Like all three of those teams present a lot of problems for Milwaukee. And then you throw in an Indiana, um, a Miami where they're like really you know team focused ball, have a closer, can guard you know guard Giannis with multiple guys. It's it's going to be interesting to see what the Bucks do.
0: All right let's move on now to the brooklyn nets
1: because they're <laughs> in oh, a man. weird i love it well we talked about new york last week another disappointing well we talked yeah East we talked Coast about team. spike lee in the Knicks last week yeah spike lee
2: was something i missed and yeah, real, you I want mean, to talk real, about that real quick well no i mean real i think that my only statement is like the Knicks need to be sold and and fans in new york need to keep doing what they're doing and protesting you know people keep
0: getting kicked out of msg they got
2: they got to do something to sell the team because it's it's too it's 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 too bad to see that franchise suffering because they have good players they've had good setups for years i mean they haven't been the worst rosters they've just been managed the worst at the top their their coaches are miserable their players are miserable their fans are miserable you know the owners just racking it in they're the most profitable franchise in the world you know because they're at madison square garden it's just like they 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 gotta find a way to clear up at the top
0: yeah i think i'm pretty sure i saw on social media that there's a group of fans that are trying to stage a a protest by having fans not show up to a game later on this month yeah and just having the garden empty
2: first game that that first game was like a record low after spike lee Lee, you know and you know spike lee i don't think is necessarily the easiest guy to deal with but i think he was fucking right Yeah, I I don't think he
1: was the issue in this No,
2: no, no, I don't think he was the issue I'm just saying like, yo, he probably is gonna You you give him a little bit He's gonna explode this thing Well, as he should Yeah, no, because he's frustrated with the franchise He cares more about the Knicks than James Dolan You fuck around and and treat this franchise like shit This is what happens Like, I'm sure if everything was cool like It'd be a different vibe between him and Spike Lee But everything's not cool And so it's just like you fuck around And treat people like this that have like supported your franchise forever but this is know? nothing
1: new though he's been doing this for so long
2: that's what i mean you know you fuck around and treat him like this and yeah. you
1: you try to be all like, petty when like realistically when has this team been like legit the last time the 90s the, the 90s, 90s yep, with exactly. ewing stark jackson
2: no i'm not arguing that i mean they, the knicks are fucking dumb you know they need to sell the team since it's the
1: like... 90s they've been irrelevant
2: yeah, no, for sure. They've had they've had maybe one or two points, and that's teams. with
1: and that's with having Mello, and that's even with having the whole yeah. Jeremy Lin. No, saga. we're all we're all yeah. on the same page. No, I'm just saying.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, no, I mean they're idiots, Matt. I mean they're just it's horrible. They ran ran awfully, and that team should be good. I mean they've have they have plenty of opportunity to be good. They have, even right now, just off the top, it's like next year rj could be 22 points a game guy julius could be a 19 or 20 points per, that's enough just those two right there just build off of it which sucks because they do have
1: a lot of good youth too
2: and they've got and they've got other guys so it's just like they, there's no no excuses it's all from the top everybody's miserable
1: yeah
0: but all right let's talk about brooklyn and what's going on with them the brooklyn nets and former head coach now kenny atkinson mutually agreed to part ways Jacques Vaughn will be the interim head coach, but they're definitely going to find someone else to take over in the offseason. Kenny Atkinson and Sean Marks had multiple conversations about the direction of the team and where it was going, according to Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN. Both sides felt that Atkins' time with the team and his voice in the locker room had run its course, and it was best not to wait until the offseason and just go their separate ways now. Brooklyn is currently 29 and 34. They're still the seventh seed in the East, even though they're crazy. Yeah. Even though they lost Kyrie Irving for the rest of the year and KD has not played a single game this season. There were some reports that linked Kyrie and KD to Atkins since departure from the nets. And Deandre Jordan had some pretty strong words to refute that. Yeah. I'm close to Kyrie, but you know, Wilson's a new player. Jared, Garrett Temple's a new player, you know, so. None of
2: them carry the same type of
0: weight though. You know that? We're all new players. So if you go going to say new players, put it on all eight of the new players. Okay, so then there's been some... But I think, it's, I think whatever you're saying and whatever the reports are, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, of course he's going to defend his teammates. That makes sense, but, you know, he knows damn well what the difference is between Garrett Temple and Kyrie Irving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, in terms I, I of...
2: get what he's saying though. Like that's a good teammate. Yeah, you know? in terms yeah. of obviously he's not gonna come out and be like, yeah, motherfucker, Kyrie, Katie made the call. He's fucking out. We got our. We're gonna get our guy. No, he's not gonna say that.
1: I just don't know what their next move is though. Okay, so the first two nets names... suck, man. Yeah, not, no, I would they, not want to be. Which, the, we just said the Knicks suck, but the next are pretty close. i I'm would just not,
0: I would not want this job. Okay, so the first two names that I thought of on who should take over are. Ty Lu and Jason Kidd.
2: Yeah, Ty Lu is the one that Kyrie was I've also heard for. Mark Jackson. Ty Lu is just the perfect fucking standby guy to to support these people. You know, like he coached LeBron,
1: let LeBron well, do he's whatever. He, he's everyone. a yes yeah. man for these yeah, guys. Yeah, that's, yeah I mean, but I wouldn't like a, I wouldn't say he's a good coach though. He's a he's, he's a just puppet. been around the he's game. He won for, a championship. Yeah. I'm but. just saying.
0: I'm not saying no, he's a good I th- coach I th- or th- th- not.
2: I think that he's the right guy. That's who they should go after because it has nothing to do with coaching it just like who can who can like, who
0: can appease to these players the yeah, most yeah who's going
2: who's going to do what these guys want to do and that's Ty Lue. he's going to want to he's going to cater to Kyrie and KD no matter what they're good enough ball players and smart enough players to win a lot of games so they'll be they'll be in the hunt so you'll you will be like well, it's, you know Ty Lue's not doing that bad of a job they're in the hunt that's just how it's going to go you know i just think a guy that would want to coach basketball would not want to coach
1: the nets Which, on paper, they have a okay roster with with KD and Kyrie. They have arguably the
2: best roster. I mean, Mm. to get to... to, Well,
1: KD and Kyrie, yeah, yeah, they arguably have the best roster. I'll take KD. But but we don't know how that's going to mesh, though, when both of them are back. no, not yet, but that's how how they all go. You know what I mean? You got
2: two of the top ten players. We're talking best-case scenario here. There's there's maybe three teams, you know, maybe four teams in the world that have two top ten players, and they're one of them. Um, And then they got talent to boot. After that, so it's like they got the talent. I just think that's like a lot of managing. Um, Both those guys are pretty controversial with the media. I'm not a big fan of Kyrie. I never really, I never have been. I like his game. He's he's a great player. I never he's
1: not a a leader though. I
2: never take away from his performances. But no, he's just a. I mean, I don't know. I just I don't like the way he handles himself. I think he's you know with the whole. Like, it's all, all stuff outside the court when it comes to Kyrie and KD. Like, I know what those guys do. I just don't necessarily, like, I'm not a big fan of the way they handle themselves with the media, handle themselves with the fans. You know, um, like, if, you're, if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm not, I'm not trolling people. I'm just like, yo, I'm Kevin Durant. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Yeah. I'll go to Golden State if I want to go to Golden State.
0: Jacob and I had a conversation about Kyrie when we were talking about him being out for the rest of the year on we don't think he can be the number one guy on a team do you agree with that
2: uh i mean he can be it's just like he we haven't been able to see him like to make a run at it that boston team he got hurt cleveland he had Braun. you know this team he got hurt so it's just like we just haven't been able to see him like actually go to the playoffs with nobody else um he's definitely talented enough to be the number one and he's a closer
1: well he did have redemption I mean, he, in boston he his closed year.
2: he closed out the 73 and nine warrior warriors yeah. i mean he closed them out you know he hit the big shots he 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 took he took over down the stretch braun obviously put them in a position to win that championship but kyrie closed them out you know no doubt about it
0: yeah so all right currently like i said the nets are in seventh place in the east they're 29 and 34 the magic are an eighth at 29 and 35
2: i think the east playoffs are set oh,
0: okay so that was my question yeah. do you think the nets somehow fall out of the playoff race because i'm looking at the rest of the the teams that are out of the playoffs washington is they in got a, ninth at 23 and 40 so they're it's going like,
2: six games back i just yeah. think it's too much too much ground to make up and uh
0: so they're still going to make the playoffs yeah. without Kyrie and without KD.
2: Yeah, and I mean, they made the playoffs last year starting Jared Dudley. You know, it's it just like the, the East is bad. Yeah, It just we're, shows you what The what East teams. is bad. We we know this. Every year the 7-8 seed is just like head scratchers, you know. Um, but, yeah, God, it's just I wouldn't want that job you know i just think that all that you know they're like the cool kids they turn on you you're done they're no they're they're the the two cool kids yeah that's what i'm saying the net like you you know you
1: i wouldn't want to coach them
2: you you mess up like one thing or you're not doing exactly what they want they're they're telling on you and you're gone you know that's just how it's like if you show any sort of criticism whether it be constructive or not they're gonna do they're gonna do something you know what i mean they're just kind of like I'm just so over. I'm so happy that they teamed up. Like, <laughs> Durant was like, obviously, I was a huge fan. I thought he was one of the most likable superstars in the world. And then just him going to Golden State, purely that decision, obviously knocked him down big time to me. And then the way he's handled the media ever since has just been disappointing. And I can't, can't roll with KD, the last Sonic, as we like to call him in Seattle. I can't roll with him anymore.
0: Yeah. So, all right. Let's move on to the last topic of the night. ESPN released their top 25 under 25 list and Tyler, I know you love these lists. I, lo- I do.
2: I love I love this is a good one too. Yeah.
0: Um so I thought it would be a good idea to kind of go through the list and give our thoughts on where some of these guys were placed. And then I think the idea is next week we are going to come back, the three of us, with our own top 25, under
1: 25 lists. So we will share that with you next week. I guarantee you this. There's already two players that I see from this list that will not be on my list. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Throwing that out there.
0: Like I said in the intro, yeah. there are going to be some disagreements on on where some of these guys are placed. So do we want to go – Twenty-five to one or one to twenty-five. How Let's we, go to twenty-five to one.
2: How we get, yeah, however you want to do it.
0: All right, so we're gonna we'll break it up into fives. So the first, I would start with twenty-five. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna start with twenty-five. Yeah. Coming in at number twenty-five on ESPN's top twenty-five under twenty-five, New Orleans Pelicans guard Lonzo Ball.
2: Yep. What That's do we a, think? It's mm. tough. It's tough to see that from a boy. For sure, because I'm a huge fan. I'm I'm happy he made the list. That's I'm very cool. happy he made the list. Um, and then you know, when I hear twenty-five, it's kind of like cringe, like, damn, I wish he was higher. But when you look at it, when you pull the 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 point guards to the side and you see the group of point guards that he's with, it's like, all right, you know, I think that, you know, I don't know, you can't put him ahead of Jamal Murray or Darren Fox right now. You know what I'm saying? And just in his in his progression. Now I think I believe that he will eventually surpass Jamal Murray and De'Aaron Fox, but it's like they've had a lot of production. DeAndre Russell's had a lot of production, but those are like the only, those are like the three point guards that are ahead of them, other than the top ten, where you have ja, Trey, Ben Simmons, Luca. Yeah, you know, so like the, the those point guards are appropriate. You know, there there are a couple guys he has the potential of jumping in the future. But I'm stoked he's on the list.
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't agree with him being on the list. I think he's good, but. If it was just based kind of off of this year, I would say yes because he's improved drastically. But overall, though, I don't think he he belongs on this list.
0: Okay.
2: Hey, it's it's definitely based off this year. I think. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah, no, they I gave think, him the I head think nod. preseason he wouldn't. Ryder wouldn't even have put him in the top fifty. Yeah. No um,
0: preseason he wouldn't have been on this list, but he's been shooting it, very well from three of the last couple of he's games. He's finally getting comfortable, man. Yeah. It's like man, he's healthy. He's he's, had, he's gonna have a full season under his belt. He's twenty. He's
2: twenty-two years old. The kid's like the kid's gone through an immense amount of scrutiny, a lot of pressure. Yeah. And now he's having fun and they're doing their damn thing out there.
0: And he's still getting to play with players he's played with. So that comfortability level with playing mm. with guys he's played with has helped him.
2: Well, and it's like he's clearly become the the main distributor with the Drew Holiday on the roster, which is like that says a lot that you know, he's the main guy making the main decisions. And then his numbers since Zion started are the immediate
0: just, the immediate connection has been so much fun to watch. Hey man.
2: Peyton and Kemp dude They're, it's back you know like that's who I wanted to be I, I this reminds me of of the the Sonics in the 90s like this is what the Sonics in the 90s looked like it was it was fun it was exciting it was up and down you know you never knew what your crazy plays full court plays all this kind of crazy shit you know Zion and Lonza are, are a, a lot of
0: fun to watch yeah all right number 24 we got John Collins i'm okay with it he, he might yeah, I would be say i'm fine with this one
2: he was in my bo- he's in my bottom five
0: yeah so he's in the bottom five
2: yeah i i i did kind of like i tried to do my own groupings and see where I, like you know i thought players and i think we'll save it save that for next week he's well no i'm just saying he's a bottom five i think that that's inappropriate like it's cool that he's on the list i'm a big fan of his
0: all right number 23 we got Michael Porter Jr. the Denver Nuggets, who can't seem to get off the bench for some reason.
2: I want to know who I want to know who the writer is because they're showing math. It's love. Bobby
0: Marks. Is he from? Uh, is he a Denver writer? Or, or? No, this is all this is ESPN like national writers. Yeah. So it's Bobby Marks, Kevin Pelton, and Mike Schmitz, I believe. Man, it's just you know, given I think
1: he's more questionable than Lonzo for get, me. Why he's on this list? Well, because he's he has the played. potential.
2: He hasn't played that mm. many games. You know, I mean, it's amazing to me that he, I know I know Michael Porter because he played high school ball in Seattle. So yeah, I he was what, supposed to be the number one pick coming out of I know high school. What if he this kid, I know what this kid is capable of. This is a freaky. This is a freaky player. But man, his sample size is extremely small. So it's awesome that they they put him on this list um, because I mean, he was a guy when I said he got drafted. You know, obviously he had the injury, but this is a guy that with MVP type talent yeah i mean he is like ben simmons body with twice the skill set you know like this kid can stroke he can dunk he can do everything he's 610. he's a, a great basketball player
0: yeah all right 22 forward center for the indiana pacers demontis sabonis i'd leave him on there Listen, he's an all-star. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'll, surprised
1: he's this low. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He probably is, uh, should have been more towards the middle. I think he's the yeah, I, I would have put I, him I,
0: in the top 10. He's an all-star. I agree. Under well,
2: 25? I don't know if I'd put him in the top 10, but um, I definitely think that he is. I mean, I lo- I love Sabonis Gonzaga kid. Yeah. Um big time fan of his. I've had him as my in our, you know, we're about to roll out our top 10 in each position. The last 2 years I've had Sabonis in the top 10. So this would be three years in a row that you know but and his hard work's being rewarded but i think he is a middle of the pack player as, as far as this list is concerned there's some superstars on this list um, but i think he's closer to the the 12 to 15 mark okay so that is definitely like i think a disrespectful 22
1: yeah sure. i think he was yeah, put too low
2: especially seeing 21 yeah who Tw- I, 21 who i believe is number 25 on this list
0: 21 is jonathan isaac of the orlando magic i'm honestly shocked he's on this list that's what i'm saying i mm, cannot see, he's lo-
2: another one so how are you gonna put how, like aaron gordon didn't even make the all-star game and you're gonna put Sabonis behind jonathan isaac now jonathan Well, isaac, aaron
0: gordon doesn't deserve to be on this list either
2: well i'm just saying like orlando's best player is aaron gordon you know what i mean like how technically they, yeah like I, I mean jonathan isaac is a good player and he's a great fit for their team i love isaac gordon Mo Bamba, Vucevic, those are, like, you know, great big guys out there. Uh, but this is what, you know. Yeah, but individually, though,
1: I don't think he belongs here. He's no. the
2: worst on this list to me.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, number 20 was kind of surprising for me, but I also kind of understand it given his injury history, and he's also already almost 25. He's 24 and that's dallas maverick center chris Dapps, porzingis
2: this was the most disrespectful rating on the list that's
0: what i honestly probably would have had him this maybe is, even in the top five
2: yeah this is disrespectful i i have i had him at number six on this list and they got him at 20 yeah and you're right it's like they're 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 i don't care about 24 he's under 25 that's the list like exactly that has nothing to do with it it's the all the injury yeah um but dude this is the unicorn I mean this is like one of the best prospects we've seen in a while he could end up being a Hall of Famer you know I mean he's so young he's got so much room to grow still and he's already so productive like Dallas is ready to go they're stacked they're they're looking nice for the future they're gonna they're gonna keep adding pieces and if they keep these two around they're gonna be
0: dangerous they were one of my dark horse candidates to make the playoffs and i even had them in our season preview making the playoffs yeah no and and they will this year they are definitely the, going to make the dude, playoffs this I, year
2: I, i'm so confident that i mean i think that i believe that if christops and lucas stay together they'll win a championship together
0: it would not surprise like, me I, 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 I
2: think that they're that good i mean it's tim hardaway for this season is like a great third option scoring wise
0: so they're going to be a good
2: i don't want to play them in the playoffs
0: don't forget about seth curry man
2: well they i mean it's just like they got star power they can beat any that's what i'm saying like they could beat some of these teams if they're slipping
0: yeah all right there was a tie at 18 so we don't technically have a 19 uh the tie at 18 is phoenix suns center deandre ayton who is 21 and jamal murray
1: guard for the denver nuggets who's 23 Mm. i don't agree with ayton being on this list
2: Aiden, like Michael Porter, I think is just has so much potential. Yeah, he
0: has the upside, but
2: Aiden's kind of the had
1: suspension. A, and well, been, since since coming back yeah, from the
2: suspension,
0: sucks. he's averaging like twenty one and twelve.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. Aiden but has, he's doing
0: it in Phoenix, so no one's really caring about
2: Aiden, it. Aiton, this has been a very similar Dwight start to his career, where it's like it's not not a lot of people are watching.
0: Yeah, but he's just slowly. Yeah, because look where you're playing at. And he's, he's a also, freak. He's the number one. He's the number one pick, so he has that. He's like big expectation. but I think, jamal, I think jamal murray deserves to be higher on the list than he does jamal murray just signed a supermax five-year 172 million dollar contract this offseason
2: to me there's like 14 names that i thought were like stars and then, and then there's like you know the bi's and the jalen browns that i'm not necessarily fans of
0: bi's gonna win most improved this year but
2: you. uh uh like jamal murray to me is like top like, probably 12 on this. Top yeah, I think he should have been up a couple notches. And then Aiden's, like, right where he needs to be. I think right yeah. around flirting around the 20 mark is, like, a good
0: spot. Yeah. All right, 17. We got Jaron Jackson Jr. See, so, like... I Eden, think this is pretty a pretty good spot for him.
2: They, I think they showed him a lot of love because, like, I for sure i am taking Porzingis over him. Yeah. For sure taking Sabonis over him. But I'm not
0: taking Ayton over him right but now. But I'll
2: probably take him over Aiden although that's still pretty scary like I still wouldn't necessarily feel great about that I just like that he's just playing really well with Memphis right now is doing well I
0: also think Jaren Jackson can spread the floor better than Aiden Aiden, I feel like he's a lot better back to the basket but Jaren Jackson can shoot man no
2: no no, he's 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 solid I think he is in the right spot on the list I more I guess more think that like you know Sabonis Porzingis I and Jaren Jackson, you know, I'm taking Porzingis and, and Sabonis out of that
1: group. Yeah, no, a big credit, though, is because of Memphis's run, though, this year. That, yeah. That's, and, that's why he's on this list. Yeah,
2: the, the, him and Ja are getting mad love. If they're, they're not they're, in the playoffs they're, and they're, like,
1: 13 seed, yeah, they're, they're supposed he's to not be not a bottom
0: it. 10 team for sure. Yeah. All right, 16, barely making the cut. They literally have the decimals for the ages on the list. Zach Levine is 24.9, according hmm. to ESPN, so he just barely made the cutoff. But Zach Levine is at sixteen. Mm, I'm okay with it. Maybe hey, could have been a little higher.
2: Zach's a stud. I think he. Yeah, you know he should be. Top. I would probably put him in the fifteen to twelve range. Yeah, he should be in the top fifteen. That's where. I, that's I think where though I it's
1: him. because of his injury, and then he went to Chicago. That kind but of st- he's been stunted his, his Chicago, progress. Man.
2: He's a stud, he's a dunk contest, three point contest kind of guy, athlete. You know, big. You know, six seven, six eight frame. Um. Zach's going to have a great career. Uh, I, I'm excited to see what his game turns into when he gets into his late 20s.
0: Yeah. All right. Number 15, Sacramento Kings guard De'Aaron Fox.
2: See, now we're, now like for the most part, these guys are all pretty, there's a couple guys I think got boosted up, but moving forward, I, I like a lot of these players. And De'Aaron Fox, honestly, like if anything, I would have him higher than 15, but 15 at the bottom.
1: Yeah, I would keep him in the top 15. He's always been one of my favorite players, only because when he came out of Kentucky, he was a speed demon, and he still uses it. He's one of the fastest guys in the league right now. But now he just picks when he uses it. I think I read an article about him talking about that, and that's why I would still put him in the top 15. I don't know where exactly. I don't think he belongs where he's at on this list, though. Uh, Yeah, there's like two players I would probably swap him out for. Since Since the calendar turned to 2020, so since the
0: new year, Darren Fox is averaging twenty two and seven. The the
2: the point, yeah, that's why Darren's a stud. That's top fifteen. I doubt maybe it's high as like eleven or twelve. You know, I definitely don't think he deserves to be over D'Angelo Russell or you know Trey Young or Ja or you know those guys. So in that sense, in the pecking order of the point guards, I think he's where he needs to be.
0: Well, speaking of D'Angelo Russell, he's right above him at number fourteen. So.
1: I was honestly surprised he was kind low, right? This low, just based off of because on given his, nights he could have he he's a, a premier scorer. Well, and his
0: progression from when he was on the Lakers to him being the leader almost in Brooklyn, uh, when Karis Lavert went down and basically him getting that shot last year and propelling him to be an All Star, mm-hmm. another All Star under twenty five likes a bonus. I thought he probably would have been higher.
2: Yeah, and he he's just. Uh, it's just tough. Like, when you get to the top of the list, you see why there's not a lot of wiggle room up there. It's like there's a couple people that are below him that I would hop in front of D'Angelo. But for the most part, there's a couple people in front of him I would, I would take down as well.
0: Yeah. So he's, like, kind of where I have him, top 14. Yeah. All right, number 13. He barely cracked the top 25 last year for ESPN, but he moved up 12 spots. Yeah. Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics.
2: Yeah, I think he's more. I'm. I just never have been a huge Jalen Brown fan. I like the. I like. I like the Celtics the young core, and I think they all play well together. But he was always kind of a head scratcher with the number three pick. Um, and he does some nice things on the court, but maybe I've never just seen that game where it's like, wow, this is like great. But I think it's. I think, I think it's, he's rated a little too high. I mean, I have him. I would, I would still keep
1: him, him in, in within the fifteen. I would have him be behind fifteen. I think it's. I think it has a lot to do with
0: him now being a full-time starter for the Celtics.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think the Celtics, you know, like the Grizzlies players, they're getting a boost. Now, The you know, J- like Jaron Jackson and Ja are definitely top 25, but they're getting boosted up a little bit. Yeah. Similar to him. I think if, if Jalen Brown and the Celtics are like the three or the four seed in the East, he's probably dropping down five notches. Maybe. I mean, team success is a lot to do with how you rate an individual.
0: Yeah. All right. Number 12, center for the Miami Heat. And skills champion winner, well, skills champion winner, skills contest winner, Bam Adebayo.
2: Way too high. Really? This is definitely because
1: of how well the Same other thing same with uh, Jaw and, yeah, uh, and yeah, Jackson. It's yeah. only because the Heat are really good this year. But uh, yeah, see, it's just like he's he's still in my eyes. He still makes the top twenty-five, but I think he's lower. I think he is the the last um, what is it? The last ten in, in that slot.
2: Yeah. See, like I'm not. I would take.
0: I'm taking Sabonis over Bam. Sabonis. Oh yeah.
2: I'd take. I'd take Porzingis. I'd yeah. Take, definitely taking Porzingis I'd over take Bam. I'd take DeAndre Ayton. Like, may, maybe maybe Jaren Jackson. Like Jaron Jackson. Like, is, are you taking John all, Collins? No. Okay.
0: But Bam hey, is, just Bam.
2: Him. Bam's got to be in like the 15 to 20 range. Okay. Um, I think he's getting way way overhyped on this list. There's a bunch of guys behind him that I would moan down.
0: Yeah all right there was a tie for 10th so there's not an 11th
2: this this is where the dis. this is where more disrespect comes in
0: (laughs) yeah so we have shea gilgis alexander the oklahoma city thunder which i think is an overestimation and then devin booker at 10 i think is jeez he, he should be much higher
2: top five no doubt yeah like he's I said it last year like and I didn't feel good about it but last year I said he was the best shooting guard in the league over Clay Thompson. And like I just believe that this kid's like skill set is better than any two guard walking in the league. He's a walking bucket. He's got he's got just as much scoring ability as James Harden. You know, he's 6-7. He's the size of Clay. Um, but he plays for the Suns and he hasn't done shit. He's in that he's in that group of young talented stars like Cat like ben simmons like d'angelo russell um they haven't done shit so it's really hard to give these guys any sort of cred um but he's he's 23 years old I think he's a top five player and then shy shy i have is a bottom five guy i don't know how he got up this this high
0: i think
1: that has to do with team success same, same thing with yeah yeah with, no with i the, get it su- like with the, the yeah, uh, grizzlies the,
2: yeah so it's like that's chris paul's spot it's not Shy's spot exactly. you know what i mean like it I would just shy would be so much he'd be my bottom five like i said and i would have booker in my top five
1: i would probably put booker in my top three only because of what he's done in the past
2: i can't bump i can't bump my top four i don't think but five booker no gotta be yeah gotta
0: be all right at number nine i already said it he's uh my pick for most improved this year brandon ingram of the new orleans pelicans he's bumped up his scoring points per game by six points per game and he's increased his three-point shooting from 33 percent to 39.2 percent it's about
2: time man we waited we waited a long time he's only 22 years old he's more of an
1: efficient score now if you watch him in new orleans rather than when he was with the lakers his numbers are but his numbers are gonna go down though like with zion on the court it's just yeah he could be the odd man out
2: i I, think i think i think bi now i'm a hater on bi but i think he's a little high i don't i wouldn't have him top 10
0: i I definitely would have him top 10 but
2: i would have him like around the 15 mark
0: it's going to be interesting to see what new orleans does because he's supposed to get the same five-year 172 million dollar extension this offseason yeah i I just don't i don't know if he's worth
2: that though i just don't think if on the pelicans i mean if they don't make the playoffs i can't give them that money you know what i mean i need i need i need zion and then i need a couple of these other young pieces and if you're asking that much I don't know we'll see bi he, he's solid I, I've been I I'm surprised he was an all-star this year but he made the jump you know to that 21 22 points a game mark was where I just I always wanted to see him as now so. he's up to like 26 yeah 27 no, and, and, and yeah he's got a great shot of winning most improved
0: all right number eight which I thought was pretty disrespectful honestly yeah, he and should be. It's higher. hard to say it's disrespectful when you're in the top ten of something and it, you're in your second year, but Trey Young is a top five under twenty five player in the league, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I have him at eight. You have him right at eight. You would leave yeah. him where he's at. Yeah, I would leave him where he's at. I mean, I just
2: it's the people in front of him. It's not, and number eight is having him in front of Jaw, which is like saying something. Yeah,
1: Jaw's
0: at number seven,
2: and so it's like well, I would I
1: would put him over Jaw.
2: I would take Trey over Jaw as well. So would I. Um, but like I got more people in front um but I I mean ice Trey ice Trey is like you know he's a he's a promising one of the most promising young point guards in the league I've been high on his since he came into the league watched him in high school um he's got Steph Curry type you know of a ceiling that's that's what he can do
0: all right number six I thought this was too high I'm I haven't really been impressed with this guy since his rookie year i think he's kind of just stayed yeah at the he's a tough same guy. level
2: he's a tough guy to to kind of rank right now because we saw the playoff run
0: you know right uh so that's donovan mitchell of the utah jazz i'd probably put him
1: at him like 10 and 11. Yeah, yeah i know what you mean though he's hit this plateau where he was so good in this like first couple years and then now he's just well yeah he's not, he's, he's not the new d way he hasn't sure. taken another that step next step yeah.
0: like so many others have but it's just it's you know
2: all these guys are so young there's just like uh, I still would keep them in the top stars. 10 though
0: I'd have them right around 10 I had right around 10 or 11. all right number five we're getting to the nitty-gritty now the top five Carl Anthony Towns
2: no I had him at seven so it's just like right here now that this is, there's not a lot of movement because these are all bona fide superstars yeah from here on out yeah, i think he's a i'm little fine
0: with, i'm fine with carl anthony towns being at five but yeah i'd maybe put him at like seven cats just
2: like like i said he's part of that group hasn't won anything yet hasn't proved anything outside of individual numbers but it's like cat could be the best big guy in the league
0: oh he just any gets, given night he could it just
2: seems like he's always kind of maybe he's soft i don't know if, if that's the right word or not but the jimmy butler thing the resilience you know he hasn't won um it's like he's got the best one of the best he's got an anthony davis
1: skill set even when that team got to the playoffs too they weren't very good
2: yeah i don't uh, and like i don't even remember if he
1: played or not well
0: and to that point it's so crazy minnesota's gone 10 and 25 jeez oh they went on a span that's right without or no with carl anthony towns this season they're 10 and 25 so it's like what does that say about him as a player i mean he's like
2: he's probably i don't know if he's a prima donna if it's a if it's a a soft thing if he's just like you know got the mamba mentality whatever it is it's like you gotta assume he wants to be good but there's obviously something that's lacking in in him because he should be dominating um and he's like i think that he is the best like he's arguably the best big guy on this list which you know helps him out big time but man i don't know i'd still take porzingis over cat yeah i i might too i think i think porzingis is yeah, i think like, his skill set is better his skill set is similar i mean they both can stretch you know stretch the court and shoot the i think green. carl
0: anthony towns is a better shooter though honestly
2: yeah and they're both good rim rim protectors they're both good shooters i think i think porzingis might even have more range honestly a little bigger yeah but
0: all right number four ben simmons of the philadelphia 76ers
2: yeah i have the same top top four i think they got it like right on Ben Simmons could be number one. I mean, he's uh, he's like MVP caliber. I would see. I wouldn't player. put him at number
0: one. You can't put him at number one if he can't shoot. Yeah, no, he, not yet. But I mean, that's, that's I, but, really but, what's separates his was game. On,
2: but if Giannis was on this list, he'd be fucking number one. Well, Giannis
0: just turned twenty-five, so. But but that's uh, what I'm saying. I
2: I can't I can't like I'm not a Ben Simmons guy. I'm not like oh absolutely. I'm, I'm not, not a one a of these Simmons guys guy. that like pray like would thought that he was like the basketball Messiah coming out and that you know they're gonna dominate, but. He is a super special player. Could be an MVP someday. He's a 6'10 point guard. And you know what I mean? He's made some playoff runs. He hasn't played a ton of basketball. It's like he's only two years in, maybe two, three years in now. So it's like we're just kind of seeing his game starting to develop. If he, he's going to get a jumper eventually, just like Giannis will, and these guys are the future of the NBA.
0: Yeah. All right. Number three, Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics. He's turned himself into a bona fide superstar. Yeah, man. I like where he's at on this list. He's, yeah,
2: he's great. I mean, six nine forward, in that mold of you know KD and LeBron and Melo and and Kawhi and Paul George and all the you know that those are the most the most elite players in the league are those guys. Yeah, if you're in that six eight to six ten, do everything type of player, that's Tatum, and he's kind of the cornerstone of the Boston Celtics.
0: Oh, he's their number one option now by far. Yep, number two. Zion Williamson of the New Orleans Pelicans yes sir like I, I think that's appropriate I can't
2: yeah. ta- I can't take him over Luca right now because of where Luca's at his progression but Zion's you know two years two years younger uh Zion's a freak man he's just got so much potential he's he could be a 30 and 15 guy
0: yeah if he really wanted to you know, know, if he but, reaches but his Luka peak oh, yeah.
2: uh, Luca is a triple double machine you're not going wrong I mean this is a great discussion that everybody's having on on TV who would you start your franchise with Luca or Zion and I think right now you have to go with Luca just because he has a a more well-rounded game at this point today yeah. and Luca, Luca like is five number years one. five years from now they could go it could go either way
0: yeah so yeah Luca's at number one on this list he's on pace to become the fourth player Besides Magic Johnson, Oscar Robertson and Russell Westbrook to average at least nine rebounds and nine assists per game. He had twenty-one career triple doubles before his twenty-first birthday. He just turned twenty-one like two weeks ago, yeah. or maybe even last week.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, it's like the difference between so he's probably only like a year older than Zion. But it's like the different the difference between Luke and Zion is just like when Zion was sixteen, he was playing against a bunch of five, ten white kids. And his highlights just looked ridiculous. It didn't look like he was on the right court. No, it didn't look real. Like it didn't look real. He was so much like it, it would just look crazy. And when Luca was that age, he was being he's playing for Barcelona, Spain, and being coached by a pro and playing for guy, guys that have developed talent like Gasols, and 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 these kind of guys. That's who was coaching Luca at 16, and
0: that, he was playing against grown men. Uh-huh. I think Luca was Real Madrid, but nonetheless, or yeah, yeah, Real, Real. No, you're right, Real Madrid. Nonetheless, he was still playing against yeah, grown he was men, 16. professionally, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. professional basketball. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. And, I mean, but it's like he's coming up in the same program that there's just like there's grown men. I mean, there's NBA guys going back to go play for Real Madrid. You know, in the like Rudy Fernandez, yeah. Sergio Rodriguez, like they have insane talent coming out of that part of the part of the world, and that's who he was being cut. Co- that's why I think he's got but luca doesn't have luca doesn't hold zion's jockstrap when it comes to athleticism and natural ability yeah he's just been coached he's a big body 6'8 kid
0: you know no uh, just what he can what he's been able to do i also don't like, so the, qu- bird. So don't like quickly, the bird i don't like the bird
2: comparison i think he's way more magic johnson than bird
0: oh he's a very different player than larry bird
2: yeah and that's like what i've heard is kind of like oh we haven't seen the next larry bird and and i just think that luke, luke is not a, that Luca's is not that guy
0: no so all right let's wrap this up you guys got any shout outs before we get out of here
2: no man
1: I,
0: yeah i don't think i have one well tyler it's good to have you back brother yeah
2: no definitely i'm glad to be back
0: and then real quick like we said a little bit ago the tsk show bracket challenge is back sign up today for your free chance to win a $25 Visa gift card. Selection Sunday is this Sunday. Make sure to sign up so you can get your bracket filled out once the field of 68 has been announced. One bracket entry per person, and good luck. So with that, that wraps up this episode of the TSK Show. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the TSK Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow all of us at The Duke of Sports, at Tyler Pacholke, and at Jacob Double Underscore Gonzalez. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of The TSK Show. Peace.